This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Wendy Presser at Magical Journeys Travel is proud to be a sponsor of the After Dark Podcast Network. Whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times, there's still lots of planning involved. Let Wendy be the one at midnight when your window opens to get that Be Our Guest reservation or that covers with Anna and Elsa fast parts for your own princess. Mention that you heard this ad on one of our podcasts and get $25 off your deposit with any trip package. Be sure to ask about her generous onboard credits for Disney Cruise Lines as well. Find her on Twitter at WPMagicJourneys or WPMagicJourneys.com. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to another bonus edition of This After Dark. I am Nick, um, and this is just another mini-episode starring Mr. Paul Dolan um, whilst he's on holiday in Walt Disney World. Um, This one in particular is about Pandora. Um, Obviously, on the last show, we called him up live from Pandora, and he gave us his uh, opinions uh, a little bit of Pandora, but this was some audio that we recorded before, during, and after our conversation with him. So, I hope you enjoy and we're back with a full episode next week. Cheers. Hello there. Paul D. Uh, broadcasting from Disney's Coronado Spring Resort on May 22nd. We've got the Pandora annual pass holder preview today. Very excited about that. Wanted to give you my thoughts and expectations before that. And then following it, I'll do a review of what we actually saw and did. So, uh, we saw the movie when it first came out in the cinema and thought it was amazing. It was, uh, it was kind of the first massive 3D uh, movie that, that had come out, and visually it was, it was stunning. Didn't really love the story and the characters, but I uh, thought it was okay. And recently we rewatched it, and, uh, and my opinion hasn't really changed. The movie itself is kind of okay. I uh, don't really think it's, it's pure Disney. Uh, obviously, it wasn't made as a Disney film, um, but uh, visually, it looks it looks stunning. And uh, we've talked about it lots on the podcast. Uh, I don't really think it is uh, a perfect fit for a Disney park, but Disney at that time, I think, were looking for something to combat Potter. Didn't have the Star Wars thing locked in, and and went for this. 
and you know to give them credit they've, they've stuck with it they've followed it through and my expectation is that they'll, they'll make a really good job of it I think the theming will be amazing and hopefully the, the rides are, uh, are innovative and, and exciting as well so expectations um, quite high uh, I think it's going to be good I'm really excited about it looking forward to it myself and Kerry we've got a pass holder preview at 3 it says 3 to 5 on the email that we got, um, although last week we we were in the park and we saw a number of different people queuing up for, for their preview, so we spoke to a cast member and she said you should get here about an hour and 15 minutes before because we've been letting people in early. She also told us that the first ones in um, might get fast passes for the Flight of Passage ride, and that ride has been up and down, whereas the boat ride sounds like it's been running fairly consistently. So. We're definitely going to do that. We're going to get there early and uh, get in line, hopefully be one of the first in line, and see what we see. So that's it for now. I will uh, sign off, and then we'll talk to you again once we've actually been into Pandora. Take care now. Hello again. Paul D. back after the Pandora annual pass holder preview. Uh, so this is actually the, the following day. Had a little bit of trouble... Um, with the recording, we did a recording right afterwards, but uh, uh, accidentally deleted it. If I'm being completely honest, uh, when I tried to edit it, so um, we did arrive uh, before our allotted time, which was three till five. We got there about 1:15, uh, and when I say there, it was in the Animal Kingdom, just by Pete Safari, which is on the right-hand side of the park. And there was probably about 20 other people in line in front of us, so we were quite near the front of the queue. Uh, we, we probably waited five or ten minutes and then they, they moved everybody up to uh, the front of that uh, area where they've got a, they've blocked the passage and they've got like a check-in station and then they actually let us in about two o'clock so we got in an hour early which was fantastic um, the, when we got through the, the partition uh, there was nobody giving up fast passes uh, so we thought oops we better uh, try and make our way quickly to the Flight of Passage ride to try and make sure we get on that and um, we decided to bypass looking at the scenery and, and, and taking photographs and things like that until we'd done the rides and then uh, we could see how much time that we had left. So we uh, got some directions from a cast member and made our way straight down to the Flight of Passage ride which is at the back of the land on the right hand side and uh, we, we did obviously look around as we as we walked through the land and it looks amazing I'll talk about that a little bit more uh, and then we made our way to the entrance of the ride and it was showing a 15 minute standby which in effect was a walk on because there's quite an extensive pre-show the queue is stunning you go through a number of different areas the first area uh, inside is uh, like a cavern system that the Navi have obviously lived in and there's hieroglyphs and cave paintings and things like that. Then you go through uh, what looks like a human base that's, that's uh, from the mining operation that's been there in the past uh, through a lab area uh, then through a, a nighttime um, cavern with bioluminescent glow-in-the-dark uh, type uh, fungus and things like that. It's quite spectacular. Um, and then uh, back into a base area again, which is the, the loading area. And then you go through two uh, pre-shows, one after the other, as a group of uh, about 20 people, I think. And it's two movies. 
which goes through the process of decontaminating you first and then explaining that you're going to ride on the back of a, an Ikran or a Banshee. But to do that, they will only accept either a Navi or a Navi avatar body. So they've got to transfer your brain into the brain of an avatar on the back of an Ikran and then you ride it. So that's the basic concept of the ride. Once you've been through the two uh, pre-show movies that get you ready for that, you enter the ride chamber as a group of ten, I think it was, and there are ten individual bikes. They look like exercise bikes that you sit on. Uh, you're wearing uh, fancy 3D goggles, and restraints come up behind you at your back and the back of your legs. So you're, you're boxed in. It's not tight. It's not restrictive. But if you don't like being confined, then you should be aware of that. Um, and then, uh, quite a clever effect, you're looking at a blank wall effectively and it disappears and stars replace it and then you're on the back of the, uh, the banshee. So really quite a clever effect. And then uh, the ride starts and it's amazing. Uh, it's a stunning ride. It's, it's like soaring but on crack cocaine. Uh, it's, it's really intense. Uh, the graphics are amazing. You fly through... Pandora, see many of the things that you see in the movie. Lots of creatures, lots of animals, lots of landscapes. Um, I won't go through it in detail. I don't want to spoil it. I don't think any of this would really spoil the ride. Um, but it is, it is stunning. It is really intense. Um, if you've got motion sickness, you might just want to be aware. I, I didn't think it was particularly bad, but we did ride it a second time, and the guy beside me suffered badly from motion sickness, and he felt a little bit queasy coming off, but he sounded like an extreme case. Uh, so the, the ride was stunning. We came, we came off it. We went straight back on it again. It was a walk-on. Uh, I think they did a really good job of controlling the crowds because the annual passholder event, there were people there. It had a bit of atmosphere, but everything was a walk-on. Um, and in fact, the ride queues went down to five minutes. So we could have rode Flight of the Navi and the boat ride as many times as we liked. Uh, so really good from that point of view. Uh, enjoyed it both times. Then we went to the boat ride, the Navi boat ride, and again it was a walk-on. Um, really nice ride. It's a, it's a boat ride. It's very relaxing. It's very placid. Uh, it looks amazing. It's at night, so everything's lit up and different colours. There's some clever effects. They've got an amazing Navi animatronic, and then they've got some screen effects, so you see creatures and Navi and, and different things. So, uh, good, but I don't know, maybe needs just something, even a couple of little drops. I don't mean like Splash Mountain, but like Pirates of the Caribbean, just something to, to kind of plus it up a little bit or some kind of emotional connection. I'm not quite sure. So, it was good, but not great. But the Flight of Passage ride was was awesome. We then took a... Uh, actually, we, did, we rode that twice as well. And then we took a walk through the land. And the, the scenery is stunning. Um, the floating mountains, waterfalls, plants. It looks like everything's going to be lit up at night. Uh, so I'm, I would imagine it's amazing at night. Uh, then we walked to the restaurant. Uh, the Satu V Canteen, I think it's called. And the dining, it's quick service, it looks quite high-end, uh, food looked really good, a little bit novel uh, in some ways. Uh, they've got proper silverware, proper cutlery, um, so again a little bit plussed up. Uh, there's also a drink stand which sells Pongu Pongu, which is a frozen drink with uh, 
bobu balls, which uh, is like frozen balls on top. And there's a non-alcoholic and an alcoholic version of that. Uh, there's a gift shop and lots of t-shirts and some pins and lots of other things, including a, a, a Navi uh, Velcro on tail, if, uh, if you want to do that. And we bought, uh, bought an annual pass holder Pandora t-shirt, which is great, and an annual pass holder pin. And then Kerry bought a, a regular pin for the boat ride. So lots of good things there. There's also, a, in another part of the park, there's a small um, shop, like a kiosk. Uh, so that really comprises the land. You've got the two rides, the canteen, uh, a drink stand, a shop, and then a small kiosk shop. Um, and then lots of scenery, lots of waterfalls, vegetation, uh, a couple of photo opportunities, definitely. And they've done a fantastic job of it. I think, is, is it a potter killer, as Craig Lucas would ask? Um, not sure it's a potter killer, but it's certainly a really good bridge uh, before until we get Star Wars land, which I think is going to be the real competitor for Potter. Because um, obviously Harry Potter, with all the books and the films and the characters, he's is, got a great, strong fan base. Avatar hasn't really got that. It's got one movie so far. Um, but the Imagineers have done an excellent job of it, no doubt about that, and I'm sure it'll be very popular. It isn't a huge land, so I think it's going to be very busy when it first opens this summer, um, in a couple of days, in fact, on the 27th. Uh, so I don't know if they're going to control the number of people in and out of that land. You can't go through to anywhere else. It's, a, it's essentially a cul-de-sac or a dead end. So you go in there and then you come back out again. Uh, I was, was quite pleased that they didn't kick us out at 5 o'clock, so we were able to wander a little bit longer, and, and we left when we'd seen everything and done everything. Uh, so they did a real good job with the passholder event. We were very lucky to get that. So, yeah, it's going to be very popular. Uh, fast passes are available, so if you're gone this summer, I would definitely advise you book a fast pass for the flight ride as soon as you can. They're going to be very, very popular. I'm sure we'll talk about it more on the podcast, but uh, that's it for now. Uh, we'll come back in a couple of days, so I'm looking forward to having a couple of pints in the mouse's head and talking to the, the guys and Amanda. Uh, so, talk to you soon, and that's it from me. Bye now. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you would like to support Dis After Dark and the other After Dark Network podcasts, please visit our website at www.patreon.com forward slash Diz After Dark. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Diz After Dark. Thank you. Podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast. Network.